0: Speaking of Reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Schenkelberg. And this is Kirk Gray. Hey, Kirk. Good talking hey, to you again. Fred. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, one of the things that came across the desk a couple of weeks ago was, is there a sweet or a standard set of environmental tests and they were working on it. And it was, I want to say an electronics thing of some sort. And I went, what would your answer be to that? Very simple, flat out question on an, I think it was a LinkedIn message. It was like, is what? there a suite of environmental tests for my product?
1: Well, uh, there have been proposed suites for environmental tests. Um, one of the most common is, Mill Handbook or Mill Eight Ten, I believe. Is it a
0: handbook, or I think it's a handbook.
1: It may be a handbook. Okay, that prescribes a series of environmental tests.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't list a whole bunch. It of lists, kind of a list um, a bunch of a, a bunch of them, and it says here's how you go about doing these things. Right. Right in front, it says for your particular application, pick. Mm-hmm you know, select the appropriate tests. Right. You know, so if your product is not going to the Amazon, fungus and, and is probably not a big hitter for you. If it's <laughs> no. not on the battlefield, <laughs> ballistic shock is probably not really not, useful. Right. If you.
1: it's not going to go up a gun, yeah, out of a gun barrel, you know.
0: Or or be hit by uh, a uh, uh right. You know, it's you know, you have to select the ones. And I've seen way too many right. tests where they just rip the carver off eight ten and said we're going to do all of these. Right. And then they don't even set what level. So the poor guy at the lab is going, all right, you want level one, two, or three, you know, what what criteria are you using here? Right. <laughs> and and one of the challenges also with eight
1: uh, as I understand it, I've I've never really used it. I I'm a familiar with it, but the problem with eight ten is that there is no pass-fail criteria nope. that you can say, well. You know, we did was, these conditions. We and, we yeah we did these conditions against the product. It's been tested against mill handbook to eight ten whatever a so, b and so, yeah. seven yeah. six
0: and whatever. So, so what you know, version? Right. But so I see what? It's not just eight ten. I see that there's a bunch of um. The French came out with a whole bunch of environmental standards, and they what they did though is they said, you know, if your product is in in europe and is used in the home or the office here's the right. ranges of temperatures that you will typically see right and, right and so they kind of started with well, what are the environmental um highs and lows for example how hard does rain rain uh mm-hmm. how much rain does it have to withstand right if it's outside and, right, you know, right. all these uv uh, uh criteria and stuff they started with well, this if you're going to be in this environment mm-hmm. then this is the set of conditions it should withstand what right. they don't do is say withstand it once or withstand it for a week or withstand it for 10 years.
1: Right. Exactly. It, it, you know, um, that is that is the challenge is it's also um, that it kind of falls into sort of a reliability demonstration test. You know, you're not you're not doing any acceleration in these things. You're kind of demonstrating what can meet that requirement or mm-hmm. meet that condition. And you don't really go beyond those, you know, there's no, I don't believe there's any step stress in those tests. Well, Sometimes there are. Okay. Um,
0: You see it. Sometimes it's step stress. It's the more sophisticated ones, not that so much the standards, Uh, but the engineers will say, you know, yeah, our requirement is 35 C what happens at (laughs) 36 C? Right. How much margin we got and it's quasi haltish in that regard. It's more of margining just where's my margin. Um, not it necessarily does say that. Failure. yeah okay so there's but there's also um there's a lot of environments and, oh absolutely and one of, the, and one of right. the things that's interesting in the real world is all of those environmental factors apply themselves simultaneously but in the summer you get a different mixture of temperature humidity vibration right. uh, solar right. radiation all these other Factors that occur on, say, something sitting on my deck, versus the ones right. in the winter, you know. Right. And and so, the what is not useful is saying, oh, one of my favorites was somebody was creating a product. Is years and years ago they were creating this product that was going to be a handheld barcode reader for use for um, uh, recording what luggage went on the airplane and came off the airplane.
1: Okay. okay. Right. it would be outdoor.
0: Outdoor. Now, uh, what would you think would be the number one cause of failure of those things? Uh,
1: um dropping on the concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so they knew the guys that. are yeah, they're baggage handlers or you know, they're they're not gonna around. throw just the bags around, they're gonna throw your electronics around. Exactly. And so they knew that they they said so. They went to the standards and said, mm-hmm. Well, what's the standard for a handheld you know electronic device or drop mm-hmm. and the standard was drop it 10 times in random orientations onto the surface similar to where where it's going to be used so they yeah. got a little concrete pad and they it was mm-hmm. from three it was from th- one meter mm-hmm. and so they just let it go and it dropped gravity give you so much impact mm-hmm. and everything else mm-hmm. and they got like half of them back in the first week when they sent them out to the local airport to just beta test it so and they said well they went out and watched i don't know why they didn't do it right from the start they were dropping it from the top you know from the cargo hold yeah that's about three three meters
1: maybe or something like that it's
0: it's a lot longer that and then the other guy was he says well i'm done with this and the cart's driving away and goes oh this should be on the cart and so he throws it to the cart and it gets run over by the cart and they're right they was just a tool to them they just throw it underground right and so
1: Said, and the wow. engineer with the engineer design said, Well, they're misusing it.
0: <laughs> well, no, he didn't. He says, We need to actually make it so okay. that it'll yeah, work right. here. They they okay. it was actually a pretty Okay, good he program. accepted
1: the fact that they would probably throw that thing across the uh you know uh tarmac to each other to you know go read yeah. it back. Oh, you need this, here you go, or
0: they put it on the drop belt it. and right. it
1: falls off. And and so so in that case, you know that people will use it beyond
0: its material strength to some, oh, no, at no, some no, no, point. No. Yeah, no no, well. no, 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 there's more to the story. Okay. It's, their first step was, it's a brand new product. Nobody's ever made one of these before. Um, so we'll go look for what's the standard for drop testing. Okay. And it was so benign and you know, as well as right. I do, is that right. it was a committee of five people that couldn't agree on anything. So they agreed the minimum height and the minimum right. number of drops. And it wasn't even right. designed, if you drop it 10 times randomly, and your customer drops it 10 times hard in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. your test is telling you that it'll last five minutes. Now, if right. you only drop it five times in the next 10 years mm-hmm. onto carpet, and right. you drop it 10 times on the carpet, well, it's is that equivalent to 10 years? No, everybody's different. <laughs> Something right. like you and I both have daughters that drop their phones way too many times. All right. And, but phones but the phones have gotten much better. <laughs> they have, and so part of it is is that the environmental testing, if it's not connected to the environment that your product is going to be in, and how your customer base is doing this, they said, "Well, you know, we had no idea. I said, You've never been to an airport." <laughs> yeah (laughs) but they quickly realized that that wasn't working in their first iteration of this product and they went out to the airport and watched people actually try to use this thing and Mm -hmm. they all knew this was a something they were going to have to do and they didn't want to deal with the cord that were they were dealing with before right and so they like all right this is great it needs to be more robust and so they went back and they they moved their test up to i think five meters and and they were dropping it hundreds of times until they got failures. So they really started doing this step stress in essence, because they would go a couple right. meters up and then they would right. go see if that would work in the field. And they come back right. and say, we got to fix this. And then they go out higher tests and criteria. The last time I talked to them, they were at 12 meters onto concrete, 180 times or some right. Right, and that was their internal standard because they found a direct correlation that if we make it similar to the types of impacts and the force of the impacts and everything else that this product's actually seeing, right. um, and then there is accumulated damage. Right, drop it a hundred times, it's going to add right. up. And so they really started to focus in on what they needed to learn, and then set the threshold where it made sense to what they were doing. Exactly. And
1: and we've talked about Fred that there is going to be a limit at how you the cost trade off. But for instance, that, that handheld baggage handle reader, reader mm-hmm. when it gets run over by one of those tractors that pulls the plane, it has this counterweight of probably one ton on it. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna survive. Okay. And we drop a laptop out of a window of a two-story building or three-story building we're not going to expect it to survive
0: no. right yeah. but you should expect it if you're using that baggage handler and it's yeah. at the height of the cabin right you know, the right Door and and it's going to get dropped multiple right. times per day right they they were very very creative at the it's not just the casing around it it was the internal shock absorb and they really focused on how do they control where this shock goes so that it goes to right. a place that's dampened and, and right. not it, they got well, really creative, but they right. were able to do that because they said, "We're not going to blame the customer." One, right. this is the environment we're trying to su- survive in, right? Right, and, and all this stuff, and yeah, it was amazing their approach to it, which right. really taught me that if you're going to do environmental testing, it really needs to give you information. It's not a drop right. it ten times randomly and, and declare well, you victory. Did,
1: you- you just pointed out how the test could be turned into a halt type limit test. And that's yeah. what I would do. I would just say, let's keep increasing the height. Okay. And it may be, you know, or alternate, maybe number of drops, but we want to mm-hmm. increase the height until we find the point that it starts to break and crack the probably case or causes a, dis- uh, a component to fall off the, you know, something inside. In other words, it, where does it break? Yeah. and Where's that force going? What what does it take to keep uh, and strengthen that particular structure? Okay. And then make applying. It sounded like this company did apply the the changes and then keep trying. But there is going to be a limit that if it drops out of the airplane as it's taking off, (laughs) <laughs> well then they added a little parachute to it yeah <laughs> exactly that's what you know that's why it would say no that's not reasonable you know that it has a our little uh airbag that pops airbag open. yeah <laughs> i saw one of those where <laughs> a person's from human right yeah they yeah, fall over, over and, it, and, and the, we saw
0: that <laughs> it looks like they're wearing a LinkedIn. diaper i know i know i go oh my <laughs> god don't sneeze real hard <laughs> Oh, that's right. You know, somebody yeah. slaps you on the back and you're blown across the room. Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, mean. that would be
0: bad. Uh, but the idea is, is that whether it's temperature or fire ants, I actually had a product that was tested for fire ants in their environment. Yeah, right, right. Uh, which apparently like to eat everything right. to get closer to an electromagnetic right. field. Uh, right. Which is, why do they want to do that? Now, who <laughs> but, knows? Yeah, <laughs> Nature. Little, makes them tingle a little bit. Or <laughs> one, what is your environment? If you really don't understand your environment, you really have no business designing a product, in my opinion, <laughs> if you want it to be reliable. Understand the environment, go get the information, go try well, it. Yes. But, but we also say in HALT that any
1: stress that brings out a relevant defect is valid, even if the product does not see that in its end use environment.
0: Well, that's true. Yet yeah, if they're know from the field that they're getting fire ants are eating through the insulation and then it gets shorted right out. vibration and temperature swings and all the other stresses other than fire ants themselves <laughs> is really not relevant right <laughs> but you know for like a rain outdoor rain uh exposure test you know oh, you it, would yeah I, I actually got involved with a loss or a legal case on one of these things there's a, a construction standard for windows of how watertight they need to be. Okay. Right. And the test is you, you create a a two by four frame certain dimensions for your window and you mount it like you would in the fact, you know, but this isn't a factory. Okay. You you create the frame, you mount your window, you take a hose that has certain amount of water per minute coming out on it and you Mm -hmm. spray it on it for about five minutes. And then you look for water on the inside. (laughs) It's <laughs> it there's no yeah. thermal cycling there's no handling you know it's handled in a perfectly benign warehouse setting you know factory setting and they have experts put it up you know yeah not even tropical st- storm you know standard of oh, you no know, not at all wind
1: blowing at 40 miles an hour or 140 the miles
0: an hour <laughs> Wow. Yeah. and it's the whole wall was vibrating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know no it yeah. was it was just shoot some water at it yeah. for a couple of minutes and then it's yeah. good it's good it's good but what they totally missed was that in the real world it sees sun and then it sees nighttime and there's this temperature Thermal cycling everything and you got, cycles. right and all these these weak joints they put in there failed and he says well it passed the standard Right. yeah. So it doesn't work in real life (laughs) at at time zero. It passed. And
1: we expect it at time zero to pass. And when you, you know, brand new, whatever. But what we're talking about in our world is time is over time.
0: What what will happen over
1: time? And that's so that's, you know, one test and not realizing that, you know, the frame is going to expand and contract. The seals are going to be exercised. Eventually they may start to separate.
0: If it's uh, adhesives or rubbers or right. stuff like that, they'll degrade. The UV um, light will cause uh, cross-linking in the any yeah, uh, and it'll polymers, call it to crack and not be resilient anymore. Right, right. Yet they, they and I've heard it from all kinds of different industries. Is well, it passed the standard. I says, <laughs> "Well, what does that standard mean? If you yeah. squirt a little water on it for five minutes, does that mean it'll handle right. Hurricane Irma? You know, when she walks through."
1: Right. You could say it'll pass the standard, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be reliable in the field. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Now there's way too many of these. And one of them it's the standard. I go to standards on environmental testing, like 810 and others, for well, what's a a a thought-through technique to apply this stress? Right. Right. There's usually pretty good information about what kind of chambers, what kind of capabilities, what kinds Mm -hmm. of facilities, what kind of you know, techniques that we could are available in the industry and right. we could go do. Right. Right. Yet when it says drop it 10 times in a random orientation, it's that I throw out. It's like, what is your environment? I was working with a company that made, it was making a handheld game controller. Right. Right. And they wanted to know how long their buttons would last when they were looking at this new vendor. Right. And so what they did is they created a little pneumatic plunger that would mm-hmm. push this button over and over again. Right. And it was, well, how many times does a person actually push that button? Well, we don't know. So we're testing it to the button's stated specification, mm-hmm. which was a million cycles. And yeah. so this little pneumatic thing would fail every week and they'd have to put a new one on it and it would just keep plunging away at this thing. And I said, mm-hmm. well, what you're missing is the stuff you're getting back from the field has fingernail gouges in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it has, right. it's got different angles of attack. People are right. hitting it like the plunger is. and You're missing how the force is being applied and the the amount of force you're hitting it so that it just perfectly works. You know, somebody that's really not happy with the way the game goes is going to put in there's standards, there's documents for how hard can a person push a button. Uh, <laughs> it right. really is. There's a whole range. You know, there's old books about but how people. People have right. stuff, twist, stuff, everything else.
1: You, you, you talked about it. I mean, you know, the fact that people use have long fingernails, uh, may use a pen, may yeah. use other things to push it. But I think you go to any gas pump in America, you know, where it's all self-serving, you see that certain buttons are just worn. You can't even, the, the, even see the, them anywhere. Yeah. You can't see it. You the writing's been, you know, because
0: they were used so frequently. And well, it's like if there's a zip code in your area has a nine in it or two nines in it or whatever, two numbers in it, and then you got to put in your zip code, well, that button is going to get exercised.
1: Exactly. Right. So you know, a whole bunch more. Right. So, you know, the the most common buttons they still treat as the ones that are not used very often, where, you know, the worst case scenario would be that yes, no button or whatever. And yep. uh, they, I just see very same in all the uh, some of the stuff on airlines, you know where the buttons are um just other places where they did that that mechanical but that's that's a mechanical wear out, and you can actually probably measure
0: over time uh how much wear that uh takes depends on the technology of the button yeah, yeah. right there's right. all kinds of ways to go but with the issue that I have with environmental testing is that there are hints of what kind of stresses apply to our common threats to Mm -hmm. particular products, Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm -hmm. electronics or mechanical or whatever. And yet it really does require some thinking about your product in your environment, in your criteria for what's good enough. And if that, if just dropping it 10 times in a random orientation onto a carpet is the perfect replicate of how often your product will ever be dropped in your expected lifetime, then that's a perfect test for it. But well, if they're throwing it right. off of the top of the ramp of the of right. our aircraft being loaded with luggage, then, you know, you really need to think that through a bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, that's my main point
1: right and i think that there's also those those things of it'll it'll never be used that way is a bit sometimes a very broad assumption that well, you know it won't you know it, right it, that it would only be dropped on carpet or it'd only be dropped indoors or it only see this kind of thing yeah it well for most of them it's probably going to be that case but there's always you know the kind of uh more ex- extreme cases like you know well, like, there's they took an Xbox and they put it in a car or a, a well there's RV. That too. You know a, where
0: we had a the guy didn't say. on a boat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but when as soon as this game controller and they says, Well, well, the standard they wanted to use was the carpet. And I says, Where are you selling this? Well, primarily in Europe. So I went and did a quick search and said the most common flooring in Europe is hardwood.
1: <laughs> there's no carpet. <laughs> they don't do right. carpet. But you could <laughs> but you could still and and this is the thing, any of those 810 stress or environmental any environmental stress uh, specification or guide or whatever. I believe can be turned into a step stress in oh, yeah. very many cases, like you're talking about a drop test, yeah. you know, that doesn't require a chamber no. <clears throat> you just start dropping into different heights and different orientations. Uh, you even put it in an, in a, in a, in a dryer and or a tumbler and tumbler, just start, yeah, and just see, and see what's the first thing to break on it after yeah. a period of time.
0: But the point is, is that I, it's i think you rubbed off on me over the years on this is that if you're going to go do an environmental (laughs) test you're not testing to pass you're testing to see what your margin and what the hell are you going to do with the samples anyway you know yeah Yeah. Yeah, if
1: if you've if you've got a sample and it's still working or you haven't found a limit you've
0: you've left money on the table that's right yeah so there's there's a bit of you know what is it you're trying to actually learn you know if you're Mm -hmm. only you're trying to test and to it's regulatory and you have to go you know 10 times at random Mm -hmm. angles and that's the standard for the regulatory requirement Mm -hmm. which i think some of them are then you go do that then continue go learn something you know yeah if you have this such benign thing and it doesn't represent your anyway so the idea is is that think it through you probably hear me say that way too many times (laughs) keep you have to think, what are you trying to accomplish what are you <laughs> right. trying to learn let's right. get something useful out of right
1: this. right don't right. blindly
0: follow a standard and that's think right. you're all good you're in big right. trouble at that point most of the time right i'll see you in yeah see you in court is, the <laughs> is.
1: yeah that's that's uh that certainly motivates Um, some companies to do a better job. I think Boeing, after the 737 MAX and having a single point of failure being that angle of attack sensor, uh, they're thinking this through a little, (laughs) yeah. They're they're probably laying down and saying, Hey, do we have any of those in this next iteration? Yeah, we got to
0: think this through.
1: Thank God that didn't, you know, it unfortunately killed a lot of people, but uh. It you know, could have been worse. I guess
0: could have been much worse. Yeah, so the idea is, is that this was a you know a comment. You know, is there a, a way to do environment? Is there a suite of environmental tests? Well, there's right. various guidelines here and there and everything else. It still requires thinking, but that was a simple question that led into a. I, I think a pretty. We're Well, half rant, I would say. Right, um, right. But the idea is if you got a question and if you're thinking about your challenge with setting up something mm-hmm. you haven't done before, any of that kind of stuff, let us know. Head over to com slash go slash S-O-R couple of ways you can get in touch with us uh kirk and i are available and the other hosts are available through linkedin and our about pages so don't be shy head you know we we try to help and we'll probably right. give you a quick answer and, and then we'll talk about it more in detail when we get a chance to chat with the uh, on on the on the air
1: um, right right we love we love having uh you know new subjects and challenging subjects for you guys out there listening and uh we love to um let you have our, you know, a, a view and opinion, and it's uh, it probably educates a lot of people out there. Yep. Your question yep. is not probably uh, it's been asked before, and um, it will
0: probably be asked again. You know, we're <laughs> at we're at over nine hundred episodes now, Kirk. Remember when wow. we started? It was we thought twenty episodes, we'd be out of topics. Yeah, I never thought it would go this many years. <laughs> well, it's just too much fun. but yeah, but no I
1: always enjoy talking to you Fred and uh, someday we'll have to meet live in person again
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, give that a try I'll
1: All come right. out to California sometime alright that'd be great we'll okay. talk to you later then Fred. okay Fred good going okay, cheers
0: thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability we invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.